G'day everyone, Jason Foss here from the Capricornia Chamber of Commerce, here as usual with Phil Henry. G'day Phil. How are you Jason? Pretty good, pretty good. Trip down to the beach and some sunshine, clear, that'd be nice. Clear, clear, <laughs> clearish skies, yes. <laughs> Never mind. It's um, possibly a sign of things to come though, Could um, be, yes. which we will we'll talk about a little bit later on. Yeah. But first cab off the rank today, a bit to go through, is the Pulse Survey, Phil. Yeah, um, we've had some feedback from CCIQ in Brisbane. We're not getting the numbers, basically. And if we don't get the numbers um, to make it statistically valid, they don't do a customised um, report for Fitzroy or for our area here. Mm, yep. So um, that closes on whatever I say there on the notes Monday. on Monday. So, um, yeah, please do it. Okay, it's pretty simple. It's 10 minutes. It's really only your um, your expectations, your impressions of how the business environment has been and is likely to be um, to help us inform basically um, any, anything that um, CCOQ and we need to do in terms of policy development and advocacy. But it's the numbers are critical. They really are. Yeah, so go make a coffee and um, by the time you've finished your coffee, you'll have done the survey. It's uh, It doesn't take that much, but... Uh, that really helps guide some direction for CCIQ as well as us um, in helping to deal with some policy issues or whatever else yep. the survey happens yep. to reveal for us. Yeah. No, indeed. No. So um, here's the message. Please do it. Thank you. All right, so fast forwarding into the future a little bit now. Uh, next Tuesday, we have a future of work presentation, Phil. Indeed. Um, this is some work that um, Chamber of Commerce and Industry Queensland, CCIQ, has commissioned um, by some consultants looking at how the workplace is likely to change over the next uh, few years, probably decades, actually. I started to read it this morning, so I can't tell you what it's about, but you can find out for yourself because um, they're coming up, CCIQ is coming up on Tuesday the 18th um, to do a presentation on it. Um, it's at the Rockhampton Leagues Club. Um, if you want to go to that, um, you can find it on Eventbrite uh, or otherwise just get in contact with me and I can send you a link to, to, um, to register for it. It's free, um, only an hour and a half, um, should be interesting. Um, we've got one of CCIQ's policy people coming up and um, I think one of the authors of the report as well. I think uh, if you think about how work has changed in the last two years, you know, since the pandemic started and the shift to working from home and uh, and remote working, uh, yeah, there's uh, there's been a quite a few changes in the last couple of years. Uh, it's probably shaken the the hornet's nest up a little bit, hasn't it? Oh, it has indeed. We yeah. were just talking to somebody about the fact that he was working from home now and what that means for him. So we've had these trends. They've been probably they've happened as immediate responses to situations, and then they get a bit embedded. And then you have to go back and look at them. And then after you've looked at those, you say, well, if we're going to look at those, what else might be happening? Mm. Um, you know, there's a lot of decisions made very quickly out of necessity. Um, but now there's a bit more time, I suppose, to bed some things in, no. you know, so things run efficiently and smoothly. And Exactly right. And, you know, we've got new um, demographics coming through. Um, I think you and I are probably a little bit past being Gen Zs or Millennials or, <laughs> little or bit, whatever yeah. they are. But those, that, those cohorts, that demographic, thinks differently to us. They see the workplace differently. They look for different things. You know, kind of when I can remember when I um, joined the Department of Immigration in 1969 and they asked me, when do you want to retire? And they simply wanted to know that. <laughs> 
for superannuation purposes because right. there was a choice of 60 or 65. And that was my question to them. I said, well, what are the choices? You're 18. What do you know? So I said, <laughs> yeah, what are the much. choices? And they said 60 or 65. And I flipped a coin and went 65. So, you know. <laughs> Kids, for want of a better, a better term, um, young people. Young folk these young folk, days. Young folk, yes, <laughs> dudes um, coming into the workforce. They see it differently. They see their future differently. They want different things out of it. So that's what, that's what this um, report's looking at and what are the implications. Yeah. I mean, it's also interesting to, um, at our last uh, members forum at um, the Rocky Leagues Club. I remember what it's called this time. Yes. Um, so uh, one of the issues that was flagged there is that um, you know, you've, you've, it's okay for your staff to work from home, that's okay, but then are you responsible for the workplace health and safety of their home office? And all of these waters are really muddy, like nobody's figured this yeah. stuff out yet. No, exactly. Yeah. So this is, this is likely to be quite interesting and quite useful, so um, if you can spare the time. Next Tuesday the 18th at yep. the Rockhampton Leagues Club. Yep, exactly right. Another issue that came out of our last uh, members forum uh, was uh, the issue of a trainees and apprentices and just the, the lack of, uh, of staff, uh, which is affecting, you know, many, everyone. Yeah, pretty, I was going to say almost everyone, but probably pretty much everyone. everyone. Um, so, Phil, you want to um, nag people about something there again? <laughs> Yep, that's exactly what this is. This is nagging. It's nothing else. If you've got examples of how the systems aren't working for you, I was at a presentation yesterday um, by some providers, um, which is busy at work, and a, a few of the usual things came out, actually, about, you know, what do they need to know. That was a presentation, basically, about the, um, the, the, the new apprenticeship um, incentive scheme that we did hear about at that last uh, meeting, because um, our, our gold member, Warren Hale, from As International, was talking about that. He's all over it. Yep. Um, but yeah, any examples that you've got, and you, you spoke at, um, on our last um, chamber chat yes. um, about your daughter's situation. So we're just after any, any more real um, examples of where the system doesn't really work for you. Um, I'm not getting hounded by the department for those info, uh, for that info, but they're really keen to get real life examples. They're good to pass some stuff on, yeah, yeah for exactly, sure. Yeah. So let us know. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's nagging, but I'll simply call it a, a gentle reminder. So there you are. It's a nag. It's a we nag. all know it's a nag. Right. Yep. We have a big event coming up on the 21st of October. Phil. We do indeed. Like to share with us? That's our annual, annual general meeting. Boy, that was hard to say. Do you every, want to every, every annual general meeting. Everybody loves annual general meetings. That's why we call them AGMs. Get them over and done quickly. Well, it's more important if it's got a TLA. Yes, indeed. Yes, quite right. You've got to have the three-letter acronym. That's a three-letter acronym. Yeah. acronym. You can't say that either. No. no. Right. So get on the website and, yeah. and register. It is a free event. It's time, free. It? We're making it free as, as a kind of incentive to come along. Um, and... and the formal AGM part is only a component of the night. Yeah. We don't have any speakers or anything like that. It's really, we're making it a casual come, you know, part of the partnerships and networking uh, objective um, of the chamber. Just come along, have, a, have, a, have something to drink, have a good time, have a chat, meet some other folk. So there'll be five to ten minutes of the boring stuff and after that it's just a... Uh pretty sort of easygoing network. About better, yeah, like less boring. Yes, so, yeah, less boring. No, and they do really good food at, at the Stirling. At the Stirling, yes, that's right. We haven't oh. been there for a while, have we? Oh, yeah, I was there um, during the MG get-together. I had dinner there with the, um, no the Northern Queensland chapter. Yep. And I had a vegetarian linguine that was, yeah, it's okay. real. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. And it was great. 
it was sensational. So there you go. Oh, if nothing else, come along for the food. Come for the food, <laughs> yeah, no, a good one. All right, but yeah, it is, it is our gem. Now, I suppose the other thing we should say, if you've ever had a burning desire to join the committee of the Chamber of Commerce, <laughs> now would be a good time. <laughs> that sounds like Survivor. Um, now would be a good time to put your hand up. We are currently down to five people on the committee, so we're getting a bit stretched in doing everything that we do for you. So if you'd like to lend a hand, I certainly would be very appreciative. Jason would be very appreciative. The other three would be very appreciative. The Think about three. it. The yeah, other three. The other three, yes. <laughs> That'll be Tanya, Robin and Craig will be the other three. So, yeah, all right. Sure. Come along. Love to see you. We'll see you there. Speaking of the, um, the, the kind of the slightly overcast weather behind us, um, and I mentioned before, sign of things to come, uh, Phil had a chat with Dave Mezzaferi who, well, he was... Livingston's disaster is now in a That's federal right. role. Federal role, national disaster. Emer Dave apparently is yes, his nickname. Yes, yes. <laughs> national Emergency Management Agency is the brand new um, federal agency, and Dave's um, part of that. All right. So, in terms of um, you know being aware of, of what the forecasts are for this coming summer, and things like business continuity and just general being prepared, uh, let's have a listen to that chat now. Morning everybody, I'm Phil Henry from Capricornia Chamber of Commerce and we're here in um, Livingston Shire Council's Disaster Hub with Dave, Dave Mazzaferi, so he used to be known as Disaster Dave, don't draw the wrong conclusions, uh, but uh, that's all good. No, but David is now with the National Emergency Management Agency, which is a new agency. Dave, tell us a bit about it please, mate. Yeah, good morning Phil. Um, so the National Emergency Management Agency is a relatively new agency. It commenced on the 1st September this year. Now it's an amalgamation of the Emergency Management Australia Agency and also the National Recovery Resilient Agency. And the purpose of this formation of this agency is an end-to-end -end disaster management, which is a fantastic initiative, but also to produce um, national leadership uh, looking at disasters across the nation. And it's important that we do do that. And the amount of money that's actually been spent on disaster management over the years is about $38 billion, and it's actually forecasted to increase quite significantly by 2030. So it's important to have that national strategic look, knowing that Queensland and, of course, local are still the state lead when it comes to disaster mm. management. Yeah, OK. Now, thanks, Dave. Um, probably fairly good timing that we're doing is here. Um, we're here in the management of disaster hub. We've got really interesting stuff on the big screen behind us and we've heard in the last week um, some pretty serious forecasts about the storm season for this year. Give us your take on that please. Yeah Phil, so great point and I'd, I'd recommend all the, the viewers to actually have a look at the Bureau of Meteorology website and especially to understand the risk but also to have a look at the latest information from the media team about the, the upcoming season. Now we, we here in obviously Central Queensland focus on flooding when it comes to this season of course cyclones. So 73% more likelihood of cyclones nationally and that usually is about 11 and yep. for us here in Eastern it's it's usually an average of four but we're actually likely according to the Bureau of Meteorology get 74% more which of course then brings flooding mm. so what what we would recommend to our to our viewers is that they actually as I said understand their risk but importantly know what that means for them you know know where their businesses are situated know where their staff are located and very importantly what that means for them for transportation routes and also logistics yeah because it's been um, what is it now, about seven years since the last major disaster, a natural disaster mm. event here. We're all humans, Dave. We tend to forget stuff, yeah. um, stuff that isn't really for 
front of mind or confronting us, we tend to shift away yeah. and then it goes to the back of the head. So what are the basics that people need to go back to and start start to think about right now? Yeah, great point, Phil. And it's, it's important. We have experienced multiple disasters since, since you know, 2015 Tropical Cyclone Marsha, which was probably a little bit of a awakening for us when it came to that top event. We've had multiple bushfires. We've, of course, yes, had of pandemics. Course. Yes. And we've had storms. And we also we had floods. So it's important that as a, as a community, we all know what our hazards are, know what our exposures to that hazards are, and also what we can do to actually treat those hazards. And for, for the group here about the businesses, you know, time to remind us, say, have we got a business continuity plan? Yes. What basically. does that mean for the succession planning of our staff? Are they able to come in? Can we open it up? What's the power capability to do backup generate? Will there be loss of stock if we actually have power for? What's our telecommunications risks, etc.? So I, I'd recommend that our that our patrons watching would, would actually have a look at their business continuity plan, have a chat with staff, and very importantly, go to the local government disaster dashboard and also go to the Bureau of Meteorology and have a look at what the risks say about that. Yeah. There are some interesting stories from the lot, you know, we've had in floods in the past. People have had their um, their network servers on the floor yep. and all of a sudden lost all their backup and everything. So I guess sort of one way of looking at it, it's sort of the physical stuff, yep. but also the human stuff. Yeah, for sure. um, as well as you, you know, referring to people's staff, what are their situations? What are going to be their ability to be involved or not? And given that we've also we're in mental health month as well, how are they travelling? If it's something really serious keeping a check on and making sure you're there for them and also, as we always know, being there for yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly right, Phil. Compelling, compelling expects of disasters. We've had multiple disasters here. You know, people do need to reach out for each other, talk, you know. Mate, that's very important. And as, as business owners and also as manager of staff, that's our role to also support our staff. So have a look at what's happening in the community based on a natural disaster, but also the fear of a natural disaster is also yes. important. So what are we doing as an entity to make sure we look after our staff? Because they're the ones that are going to support us to open our doors and also to provide that service for our customers. Uh, exactly right. Um, just looking back to the physical stuff, um, we had some interesting situations last time with telecommunications. Are you aware of any sort of improvements in the telecommunications network, particularly with our two major providers, about what's likely to stay up and what's likely to go yeah. down? I think it's important that the local disaster management group for the district Disaster Management Group are assessing all those yes. and our telcos are actually providing that information. The benefit of having such strong community-led approach to disasters through Rockhampton, through Livingston in this case, through the local disaster management group, those players play a pivotal role actually supporting the community. Our NBN with the capability as well to provide yeah. that source. So very important that we always review our risk. We call it exposures. Always yes. make sure we're aware of our exposures, what the vulnerability are, and constantly work on improving. No, terrific, Dave. Um, so I guess, look, that's the basics. We'll yeah. get people to, to sort of review review their situation. And you would hope they've already got a business continuity plan, yeah. um, in which case go back to it and see if it's still valid. If yeah. it isn't, do one now. Mm -hmm. um, so any any final message? Mm -hmm. uh, the final message is understand your risk. So the Bureau yeah. of Meteorology has given that information. The local government through their local disaster management group have their disaster dashboards, keep up to date, yeah. and just be aware for warnings. So the Bureau of Meteorology warnings send out flood warnings, you know, cyclone watches, etc. So just be aware, but not only be aware of it, 
do the what ifs. What does that actually mean for you? Mm. You know, what what has this potential to impact me? Am I going to be able to open my doors up? Are my staff going to be impacted? Have those conversations with your staff as well. Ah, indeed, Dave. It's serious stuff, and business owners should take it seriously. Correct. Yeah. No, terrific. Point. Thank you. Thank you very much. Now, any of you who know Phil at all will know that he loves modern technology and he loves the latest gadget and the new whiz-bang latest thing, don't you? One of my staff, when I retired from the Department of State Development, gave me a school report card where I got a fail on technology. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, no, I, I struggle, mate. But he has however. found something that he's quite impressed with. Yeah, no, that's, that's this. So it's one of these electronic business cards, and you're probably aware of them. You can get them from different places. This has been developed by um, a business owned by the fellow who used to be president of the Brisbane Jun Junior Chamber of Commerce, um, Nathan Shocker, and some of his staff. Um, they also developed um, check-in apps and um, check, uh, combined check-in and registration apps yep. during our COVID um, sort of lockdown time. They're pretty clever. But they, this is the electronic business card, and they're called, they're called Mod C cards. And um, usually what you do, if somebody's got a phone, you just tap it on the phone. If they've got near-field communications enabled, how do you like that? I know oh, this stuff, it's wow. called, it, it's, it's NFC, which I, is another TLA. I am impressed. <laughs> <laughs> if they've got near-field communications enabled, you just tap it and your details as the card holder go across immediately. If they don't have it, you just show them the, um, the, QR, the code. QR code and they scan it and in you go. So um, think about something like this and if you're going to get them, um, have a chat to us because we'll put you in touch with the, the people who develop, who develop these for us. And they, they, I mean, probably, let's be honest, they work like all the others, but we like to support people who support us. And um, I've got to say, Nathan, who I got to know pretty well during the um, COVID times with all our Zoom meetings and Teams meetings and stuff like that, he has got a, um, Queensland businesses at his heart and he's looking to do stuff. So that, that's, this is sort of one of the things that does that. So have a think about it. Um, and if you're interested, get in touch with me. Uh, we've had a fair bit on our plate today on our to-do mm. list, uh, a few things to run through, so if you have trouble absorbing all of this, uh, you can get a written version. It looks like this, but it doesn't, it won't look like this when you see it, because it, it will be in Saturday's edition of CQ Today, who are another one of our gold members. Um, so, like to support CQ Today, it's a good local paper, it's got the community at its heart. They've been good supporters of the Chamber as and well. And they have been yeah. excellent supporters of the Chamber. So, um, that's, that's a, so they will, the column will be in there, there'll be a little bit of stuff that you've heard, um, and probably some other stuff if I decide to rewrite this this afternoon, which is what I usually do, because um, I love rewriting things. <laughs> I love the sound of the deadline and the whooshing sound it makes as it goes That's by. right. That's the sound. The phone. It's the sound of Matthew Pierce ringing me up saying, "Where? Where is it? You've passed your deadline." <laughs> so no, no. Um, like, like I say, please get the local paper, and yeah, there'll be a bit from us in it. Cool. All right. Have we finished our list for today? I, I think, think we probably have. That's all I had on my list, Jason. Is there nothing on yours? <sighs> no, there's lots of things on mine, but not <laughs> the kinds of things I'm going to discuss with everybody here. Um, all right. Register for the AG AGM. It's free. Fill in the Pulse survey, and we'll talk to you in the next one. It's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. See you later.